Right, welcome everyone to Fazlift's episode 14. This one's called Why You Fucked Your Diet Again. <laughs> uh, just on my own for this one. And uh, the reason I want to do this is I've talked to a bunch of people um, over the last couple of months where this really, really applies to them. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk you through the typical life cycle of a failed dieter. And then I'm going to dissect what went wrong. So if this, if this sort of is ringing a bell to you, then really, really make sure you're paying attention and, and, and shoot me a message. You know, if, if any of this is actually paid, if any of this is ringing a bell, then definitely shoot me a message and let me know your experiences. So why are you your that again? Let's firstly start off with the typical failed approach to dieting. So we've got a dieter, let's call her Sheila. Uh, now Sheila decides that she needs to drop some chubs so she starts on a diet. Immediately, in her mind, we're starting on a diet because of everything she's known from social media, from the newspapers, blah, blah, blah. Everything tells her this is what you need to eat. So there are certain foods that you need to eat. She's like, oh, have you tried cutting out bread? Oh, have you tried to have this breakfast? So in her mind, she's got a list of foods which are good and a list of foods which are bad. And if she's eating stuff on the good menu, She's fine. She's going to lose weight. Everything's going to be fantastic as long as she stays away from the food on the bad menu. If that's starting to sound like you, then keep paying attention because I'm going to explain and dissect why that is more harmful than actually helpful. So firstly, we've got this idea. Okay, we've got good foods and bad foods. Salads are good. Bread is bad. All, the, all that kind of bollocks, okay? Now, the next thing is she doesn't really do anything about counting calories. Somebody along the way told her that rather than count calories, make the calories count. Someone said that really, really, really inverted commas, sage advice. Um, so that's, I, I, you know, I've, I've actually heard that and it's, it's the, the most ridiculous statement ever. But so she doesn't count calories, she just eats good food. Um, and then she starts up with spin class or some kind of aerobic class because that's what people do when they want to lose weight, start to sweat it out. So I'll have a good session. So we've got a combination of eating good foods, no idea what her actual calorie intake is, and doing a bunch of spin classes, just trying to burn off calories. Now, over the course of, say, one or two weeks, she's probably going to lose some weight, have some initial weight losses. And she'll be like, great, this is fantastic. Uh, eating some good foods. Um, and I'm going on these spin classes. I feel a little bit more tired. I feel quite restricted that I'm not able to have bread or blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. But she's like, no, no, I'm going to go with this. Okay. Now, one or two things can happen. Usually the first happens. At some point she stalls. Okay. And when she stalls, she's got really no idea why she stalled. She's like, well, I'm eating all the clean foods. I'm going to the classes. What do I need to do? Her trainer who, who at, at the gym, he doesn't fucking know any better. He doesn't actually give a shit. So he's like, well, you're just going to have to try harder, Sheila. You know, you have to cut out X, Y, and Z. Let's have a look at your diet. Let's see what you do. You've got to cut that out. 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 So in the end, Sheila's eating hardly fucking anything. She's going to all the spin classes. Uh, she's trying her hardest. Eventually, she hits a wall, stops losing weight. And then one day, she decides, fuck it. I'm getting depressed by this. I'm going to have something off the bad menu. Has something like a bread, you know, a piece of bread, a sandwich which turns into a pizza, which turns into a chocolate bar, which turns into a tub of ice cream, and that's it, fucked, gone. All of a sudden, we've gone back to eating like you did previously, and we've basically learnt nothing. Now, a couple of months elapse, she regains all the weight that she did previously, and she's all like, oh, God, I feel terrible. I've got to get back on it. 
this time when I get back on it, I'm just going to have to guide it harder. Because obviously the problem wasn't the the approach to dieting in general. The problem was the fact that she fell off the bandwagon. Obviously that was the issue. I'm, I'm being a little bit, I'm being very fucking sarcastic here in case you haven't noticed. So this is the typical life cycle of your failed dieter. They have this idea of good, bad foods. They don't count calories. They don't know when or why things are going wrong because of the above two. And finally, when, when things inevitably go wrong or when they come off the diet, they go back to what they were doing before and they, they balloon back up again and they just assume that rather than the diet and the approach itself being fundamentally wrong, it's something that they did. They shouldn't have basically fall off the bandwagon. They should have carried on for the rest of their lives eating bland chicken and salads because somehow that's fucking sustainable. So that's the typical life cycle of a failed diet. So if any of those things are ringing true to you, like have you got an idea in your head about what's good and what's bad foods? Do you not count your calories either? Are you doing endless spin classes? When you fall off the bandwagon, did you get up back on it next time after you've regained all your weight and do the exact same thing again? If all those apply to you, then listen up because I'm going to dissect why that's a fundamentally shit approach to dieting, why you need to do things differently if you actually want different results. Firstly, let's look at the good and bad foods. Now, this idea that they're good and bad foods is massively damaging. Uh, I'm going to talk you to a study here. This was from Laurier Cohen et al., uh, date is 2012. It was a really interesting study. So they had two groups of women, okay, and they were dieting, and they were basically put on. Both received like a low, low calorie diet, same kind of deficit. Everything was pretty much identical, except one group were not allowed to eat bread, and the other group were allowed to eat bread and anything else that they wanted. They just had to stick within the calories. Now, if you were to listen to any sort of you know dieting dogma on the internet. People talk about bread being bad, et cetera, et cetera. But you'd think that, well, the group that ate, ate bread would all of a sudden have worse fat loss because of like, you know, inflammation or insulin or any of the number of bullshit reasons that people give. No, what actually happened was the, the conclusion of the study was that the group who were allowed to eat bread, the ones that had less restrictions, actually had better weight loss and less of them fucked their diet. So less of them dropped out of the study. The group who weren't allowed to eat bread, ergo, had more restrictions. They had worse fat loss, and there were more of them dropped out because of the restriction. Okay, so that doesn't point. It sort of blows apart this idea that there are magical foods which are going to cause you to lose weight, and it points to more the fact that these foods, which you think are good and bad, etc., that that whole entire psychology, that fundamental approach, is wrong you're applying restrictions where they don't need to be. Now, if you're, think, if you're sat there thinking, well, I wouldn't ever force that because I know bread's fine. I'm just going to stick to my chicken salads. Don't be fucking stupid. It's the same thing. Any restrictions, whether it's bread or whether it's anything, any restrictions other than restricting calories are going to have the same result. Think of the bigger lesson here, the bigger picture. You're already restricting yourself by your calories. Do you need to add multiple additional other pointless restrictions on top no you don't okay so that's the first thing next thing to cover is that the key to weight loss is calories and not diet quality and in fact this idea that there is a palette of good and bad foods this idea that 
you should you should be wary of your quality of your food more than your quantity of your food is actually a, a form of an eating disorder called orthorexia nervosa now there was a study on this and it's called the stigma of clean dieting and orthorexia nervosa you can read you out a little clip of that overall these findings highlight the potential negative social consequences of clean dieting and orthorexia nervosa and point to perceptions of control and blame as potential mechanisms underlying the stigma of these conditions so what this is effectively saying and what this effectively looked at was it looked at this idea that we if we, if we, we let's cover what we mean by clean dieting first. People generally assume that kind of clean dieting, they have a rough, broad idea that it encompasses certain foods and it, it rejects certain foods. Now, the very idea of that is actually disordered eating. Um, now, so the, 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 the approach to that is wrong from a psychological standpoint. It can be damaging. Now, we saw in the previous examples with the good and bad foods, it's completely pointless. But what is all the further connotations about this? And this is kind of what I'm trying to drive home here. What you're doing if you focus more on diet quality rather than diet quantity is you're actually succumbing to a mild or maybe in your case extreme form of an eating disorder, orthorexia nervosa. Now, in doing so, well, you have actually a negative relationship, a bad relationship with food. And ultimately, that's going to turn around and bite you in the ass because you're cultivating that bad relationship with food. And generally what happens with these things is there tends to be a blowout period where they can't keep up with that and all of a sudden, boom, they, they, they fall off the diet and it all goes to shit. The other thing that could happen is you could very well just actually form an eating disorder. And that, that's another thing. We, all, we know very well from previous podcasts that people can move through eating disorders quite easily. So you could start off and cultivate an orthorexia nervosa type eating patterns and then that could go into something else. So there's a lot of control and blame and social stigma attached to this approach to dieting. And I would rather people not do that because it's psychologically damaging and ultimately it's self-defeating. So I'm going to say this again at the beginning of what I said at the beginning of this section. The key to weight loss is calories. It's not diet quality. Diet quality is going to set you up with a, a focusing excessively on diet quality is going to set you with a bad relationship with food. Ultimately, it's basically a form of self-torture and it's essentially disordered eating. Okay. Now, moving on to the last one. This one can be summed up. Um, so the, uh, actually, you know, we've got one more study. We're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at something from, here we go. This guy called Mark Horb is a professor of human nutrition at Kansas State University. Um, he wanted to prove the point that it was actually weight loss. Uh, the, the key to weight loss being calories and not diet quality. And what he did, what this uh, professor did was for 10 weeks, he hardly, he, he basically ate Twinkies. He called it a Twinkie diet. So basically he ate a stream of like, you know, America, he's in America, he ate like a stream of like what people would typically call bad food, like just shitty American snacks, like sugar cakes, um, little Debbie snacks, Dorito chips, cereals, Oreos, all that kind of stuff. Except what he did was he ate all of those um, underneath, so under his caloric intake. So he has a maintenance intake, doesn't say what it was, but basically he ate less than he needed. Oh, here it is. So he restricted himself to 1,800 calories. His, his, uh, a guy of his size would need about 2,600 calories just to maintain his weight, and he ate 1,800 calories. So he ate in a fairly heavy deficit of like 800 calories, 
and he consistently lost weight. His body mass index, which I know that doesn't mean a great deal, but it, it points at at least something to do with his weight, it went from 28.8 to 24.9. He shed 27 pounds of fat in two months. He shed 27 pounds of fat eating what people might refer to as shit food. And he did that in two months. Now, you might be turning around at this point and go, oh, fuck, well, Faz is just recommending you know, a shit diet. It's going to be unhealthy. And I, I love it when people say that. Like, this guy just shed 27 pounds in two months. And people are like, oh, that's so unhealthy. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, because, carry on reading, all of his health markers got better. Why did they get better? Because he lost fat. Okay? He's not saying it's the thing to do. I'm not saying it's the thing to do. But it drives home a point, doesn't it? that if your approach is fundamentally geared around good food and bad food, if your approach is fundamentally geared around diet quality as opposed to diet quantity and calories, your approach is fundamentally wrong. It doesn't work. Not consistently, not for the long term. We know that your body fat levels are pretty much one of the biggest determinants outside of genetics, which you can't change, of your health markers. So just losing the weight is going to do a hell of a lot more for your health markers than any sort of dietary manipulations, like you know, fancy stuff that you want to get into. It's going to do any. It's just going to be better off just cutting calories and actually losing the weight. Now, where are we? Right. So we've looked at sort of what a typical diet was I've kind of like combed through and tried to sort of dissect it. The last point I want to make is when your, when your diet approach fails, you need to be certain of what went wrong. And I think a lot of times because people don't actually, people who do dieting like this, you know, your, your typical Sheila, because they don't really know what's going wrong. Like they're just grasping at straws because they don't know their calorie intake. They don't really know the energy expenditure. They don't really know the stats of what's going on. They can just throw their hands up at the end of the day and go, oh, well, because I fell off the bandwagon, that was it. And I've even spoken to people who just think that they're just going to carry on eating like that for the rest of their lives. So for the next 20 or 30 years, they're just going to have salads, et cetera, et cetera. It's not sustainable. Like, it's not going to happen. They're just like, I'm going to outwill the diet. I'm sorry, you're not going to do that. You need a better approach to dieting. So the last point I want to make is when people fall off the bandwagon and they regain all the weight and then they get back on the exact same plan, that's, what's that phrase? The, the, the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. That's what you're doing in that case. It's not just a case of going at it harder. It's not just a case of doing more spin classes. It's not just a case of being even stricter with your good and bad food list. It's not just a case of being even better with your diet quality. It's quite simply a case of your entire approach to the diet was wrong. So here's a better way of doing things. Okay, so again, we'll go back to those three um, sort of points, good food, bad food, uh, diet quality and weight loss, and then fundamental approach. Here's a better way of doing things. Start tracking your calories, okay? Start tracking your calories. Track what you eat per day. Eat what you like to eat. Eat when you like to eat, but keep it within your caloric limit. So if you need 2,000 calories to maintain your body weight, drop your calories down to 1500 you're going to lose weight all right now within the confines of that yeah i'd like you to have a few decent meals per day and if you can fit in the snack within that then have the snack within that if you've got a night out coming up and you're going to go for dinner out 
then fine. Make it fit within your macros. If you've got the uh, family over for some kind of function, again, make it fit within your macros. You don't need to have this idea of good and bad foods because what ultimately, what's going to be more sustainable? Whether you can go through life actually having the flexibility to have nights out, have the flexibility to have people over for dinner, have the flexibility to be able to do all that and stick to your diet, or be sitting there with your dry ass chicken and salad and be like, no, nope, I'm on a diet and all the rest of the shit that comes with it while everyone else is eating decent food, what's going to be more sustainable, right? And both the, the approach that, that people take with the good and bad foods very rarely works. It very rarely works for gentle people because ultimately they'll give up or they'll just develop some kind of mild eating disorder. And I do firmly believe that a lot of people who you see on social media touting this whole thing about like, this is good food, this is bad food. You even see on stories, people, I've even, I saw one the other day with this young girl, she must be no more than like 20 or something. And she's like, oh, I'm sweating off the chocolate bar that I ate earlier. And she's there doing cardio for like 40 minutes. I'm like, holy shit, girl, you are fucked up already. And you're like barely fucking 20 years old. So, you know, that, that's all so bad. Like, you should be able to have a chocolate bar without having to do 45 minutes of cardio after. Just fit it into your macros, fit it into your calorie levels for the day. It's not difficult to do. So, a better way is to track your calories, allow yourself to be fluid across the week. Okay? So, if you've got occasions coming up, account for those within your calories, right? And if you're going to start training, start doing something useful, okay? Stop with the fucking spin classes already, all right? Because all they're going to do is just tire you out. Try and do some actual resistance training, some weights, something that's going to benefit you long-term, something that's going to increase your metabolism, something that's going to increase your bone density, something that's going to give you more confidence, something where you can see a tangible increase of strength week in, week out, something which is going to shape your body, not just these useless fucking spin classes which is just calorie burning over and over and over again do something which is actually progressive and tailored to you okay hire someone if you don't know what you're doing hire someone who actually knows what they're doing and put together a plan for you so you've got gold it's empowering to get stronger it's empowering to be able to go to a supermarket and lift a bag which is heavier than than any other woman can lift there okay it's empowering to be able to do that to see that progress week to week to week to week rather than the same shitty sweaty spin classes in which it's mostly just an ego trip for the pt there that's what it is so stop with that shit right folks um hopefully that's kind of driven the point home what i wanted to cover in this was the life cycle of a typical dieter i wanted to dissect where they go wrong and i wanted to provide some study and some experiential backup as to why they go wrong and then provide you with a better approach Hopefully, I've driven that home, but one more time, I'm just going to say the last three things just to kind of fix, uh, just to kind of drive this point home. Firstly, there are no good and bad foods. Yeah, they're all an energy source, they're all calories. Secondly, the key to weight loss is calories. It's not diet quality. It's definitely calories. And thirdly, if that's your approach, like if you do the whole good food, diet quality, all that kind of shit, then your approach to dieting is fundamentally wrong and unsustainable. And I'm there and there. Any questions, put them in the comments. Thank you very much.